I know, I throw a lot of metaphors at you guys, <laughs> and today is no exception. Because today I want you to picture your business like a video game that's all about a maze. Each big goal in your business is like an exit in the maze, and when you reach that exit, you move to the next level in the maze. There's not really a final endpoint exactly, at least probably not any time in the near future. I guess <laughs> ideally the endpoint might be retirement, or if you're in a very small minority of photographers, your endpoint could be selling your business to someone else. But there's always a next big goal, and standing between you and that next goal is the maze. And that maze is what we're talking about on today's episode. Welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. My name is Anami Tonkin, and I help photographers run profitable, sustainable businesses that they love. Each week on the podcast, I cover simple, actionable strategies and systems that photographers at every level of experience can use to earn more money in a more sustainable way. Running a photography business doesn't have to be that hard. You can do it, and I can show you how. When you're running a small business, you've always got goals, and there's rarely a straight line between you and achieving that goal. You come to forks in the road again and again. Should you buy this software or that software? Should you take this job or maybe you shouldn't take that job? Should you raise your prices and work with fewer clients or should you try and find more clients at your current prices? If you haven't already realized it, think about this for a minute. Making decisions is one of the most common things that you have to do in your business. And the fact of the matter is that being willing to make those decisions quickly and decisively is one of the most important skills that you can hone in your entire career as a photographer. When you interview successful business people, actually in all kinds of fields, their willingness to make decisions, to take action, and to keep moving forward is nearly universal. And the secret that those successful people have learned as they've spent years conquering countless levels of the maze is that there are no wrong turns in the maze. All of the paths will eventually get you to your goal. Some just take you on a more roundabout course. Those people have learned that the key is to keep going. The worst thing you can do in the maze game <laughs> is to get stuck. They've witnessed their less successful peers at an intersection where instead of going right or left, they're just kind of sitting, staring at the wall, trying to intuit the shorter path forward. Indecision comes disguised in a lot of different costumes, right? I need to do more research. I need to save money. I just kind of want someone else to tell me which way to go. I'm afraid of being wrong. I'm afraid of being judged. There are all kinds of reasons that people get stuck. But the one thing that they all have in common is that they keep you from making progress. Decisions, at least of the business variety, they aren't good or bad. Assuming, of course, that you're not trying to cheat your clients or screw your vendors or something, there's no real moral right or wrong about those decisions. They're just choices. And those choices need to be made and carried through to a point where you can then assess whether they're taking you toward your goal or not. If things are working out well, great. You keep heading in the same direction. But if you see that you're getting off target, also great. 
<laughs> you've learned a lesson about how the maze works, and that bit of knowledge goes right into your gaming tool belt. You don't judge yourself, you don't wallow, you don't freak out about the bad decision you made, and you don't go backward. There's no need to retrace your steps to some mythical wrong decision that you made. Perhaps you're further from your goal, but the path forward is still there. So you just take what you've learned and you move on. At the beginning of your career, the maze might stand between you and building your skill set, or establishing and executing a marketing strategy, or achieving profitability. And at that level of the maze, you are going to see a ton of big, bright, flashing neon signs telling you, buy this product, or take this course, or whatever, to get you to that goal. And even though there are literally hundreds of paths that can lead to any of those goals, this is perhaps the trickiest level of the game, because it's very easy to get caught up in which sign to follow. When I talk to photographers who are at that stage, they're frequently just a step or two away from the end of that particular level of the maze. But it's almost like they don't believe the next level could possibly be so close. They second guess themselves so much. So instead, they ignore the exit sign and they endlessly backtrack and wander down all these paths that they've already crossed. Paths that they don't need to go down again. They are still building their portfolio. They are dragging their feet on raising their prices. They are concerned that maybe before they make the next step, they need to buy a different piece of equipment or they need to do this or that. It's a combination of a lack of clarity on what the endpoint is and also just this constant second guessing of how could they possibly have made the right decisions to get them to the next place. But once you're out of that level, you start to gain confidence about the fact that one wrong turn isn't going to blow the whole maze wide open. Unfortunately, it gets a little bit trickier because the goals get less well-defined and sometimes the path from A to B gets longer. It's not marked with these giant leaps forward. Rather, it sort of feels like you're on this long, endless journey. It requires more tenacity and there are certainly fewer signs giving you hints about where you need to turn. The longer you're in business, the more you have to learn to trust your instincts and keep moving through the maze even when you're unsure of yourself. Now, obviously, you know I love a good metaphor, and I really like this one because I think it makes a lot of sense. But I also know that sometimes metaphors, though they are fun, can be an oversimplification of real issues. Or they can make total sense but leave you kind of wondering what to do with that information. And of course, I don't want you to think for a minute that I am encouraging you to blindly run headlong through the maze of your business, assuming that you can't make any bad decisions. I am not saying that. And certainly, although I don't think that there are many disastrous game ending decisions, there are certainly better and worse decisions. So let's break down the components of a good maze navigating decision making strategy. First, you need to get clear about what level you're on. And not just whether you're in that beginning series of levels or at a more advanced level. In other words, if each level of the maze ends with the achievement of a big goal or milestone, you need to know what that goal or milestone is for you. 
What needs to happen next to move your business forward? And that first part might actually be the hardest. Staying focused and really paying attention to where you are and where you want to be requires a lot of discipline. There's so much noise out there and there's no set order of operations in this business. But the good news is that once you've done the work and figured it out, figured out what that goal is, clarifying the next milestone will make step two much easier. And step two is that you need to commit to making as many decisions as is necessary to get to your desired result, to get to the end of that level of the maze. In other words, right from the start of that level, you have to be holding the exit in mind and promising yourself that you will keep going until you get there. Third, at each fork that you come to in the road, you have to identify your options. Most of these turns represent either a place where you need to learn something or understand something or maybe acquire something. So how can you go about learning or understanding or acquiring that thing? Now, again, there will almost always be more than one option here. So what you have to do is decide among the options. That's how you make the turn in the maze. And this is where you do your research. You Google, you read reviews, you ask friends, and all of those things are important. But one of the most important things that you can learn is (laughs) when to say when. You need to learn as much as you need to know and no more. The no decision rabbit hole is not your friend. And that process of hemming and hawing, it takes up so much time and energy. So at that fork in the road, you have to give yourself a deadline. You have to do your research and then make a decision and keep going. Back in episode six, which I will link in the show notes, I talked about following a map. And this is where maps come in big handy. And again, now we're on the metaphor thing again. I'm not talking about a physical map. <laughs> Usually I'm talking about a some sort of a guide, either a system or a process or possibly like a mentor who gives you advice in sort of a one-off kind of a a way. So if you have a mentor you trust or a program you adhere to, following that advice or using that plan at these kinds of decision points, these junctions, that can save you a ton of time. Will the maps always be perfect? (laughs) Will the path that was shortest for your mentor always be shortest for you? Definitely not always, but the confidence of a trusted advisor giving you advice or a system or a program that sort of shows you the way, even if that doesn't give you the perfect path, if it allows you to move more quickly and confidently, the potential of that slight detour is a really small price to pay. But I do want to give you a word of warning about bringing other people into your decision-making process. First, you need to be selective about who you choose to help guide you. Sometimes the people that you love the most and who love you the most are the worst to help guide you through decisions in your business. In particular, I would say spouses and parents are often too worried about things that might hurt you. They don't want to see you make mistakes. They don't want to see you fail in any way. 
out of love, out of, you know, want a desire to protect you in some way. So they are often people who might discourage you from trying something that maybe is a little risky. But the truth of the matter is that some decisions in your business involve risk. And as an entrepreneur, you have to be willing to make those decisions. So sometimes when you let those people who are closest have a big voice in the decision-making process in your business, it can actually slow you down. That's just a word of caution. That's certainly not true in a universal sense. But regardless of whether it's a spouse or a parent or maybe somebody else, you do need to be protective of yourself in terms of who you let in your head. Once you've found a person or a small group of people or a system that you trust to help you through the decision-making process, really try and focus on them. Again, there are often a lot of paths that can lead you successfully to achieving a goal, but you only need to take one of them. If you're listening to five different mentors give you five different pieces of advice, you won't have any more clarity than you did before you had any mentors at all right? So once you choose someone to help be your guide, try and just block out some of the other noise. Follow them, follow that path if that's the path that you're going to follow. And then finally, no matter how great your advisor or your system or your teacher or who whatever might be, whoever's in your ear, in the end, you need to own your own decisions. You need to get quiet and listen to what your intuition is telling you is the right choice. I totally get the desire to have someone else tell you what to do. I've been there myself and I'm about to tell you a story about it, but ultimately, even if you have the very best mentors in the world, you are the head of your business and you need to steer the ship in a direction that works for you. So the story I wanted to tell you about all this decision-making process stuff is about when I actually decided that I wanted to create a course to teach people how to use the simple sales system. So I wanted to essentially build the simple sales blueprint, but I had never built a course. I had written some talks to give, but I had never built a course. And I had taken some good courses and I knew that the ones that were really good were extremely involved. And so I didn't know anything from the tech setup to any of the recording stuff to like what platform do I host and all these different questions were like swimming around in my head and I was like I need to get help I can't just do this myself so (laughs) if we're going to take it back to the maze metaphor I was in the first level of this giant maze game and you know at the end was a final product that I would have a course that I would have ready to sell to people And it felt like I was going back to the beginning again, which was kind of overwhelming. But this time I went back with the knowledge because I've been in business for a long time that there aren't really any wrong decisions. I just knew that there was going to be a ton of decisions, like thousands of decisions that I was going to have to make. And I didn't really want to spend, you know, I at that point had been in business as a photographer for like eight years, eight or nine years. And I knew how long it took me the first time I built a business to sort of feel my way forward, to get to where, to make all those decisions one by one. 
So what I decided right from the beginning was that the first and most important decision I could make was I need to find someone who can show me how to do this. I have knowledge in my head that I want to share, but in order to get to a place where I can share it effectively with other people, I need somebody to show me how to do that. And so I set out to specifically find a mentor or a method to guide me. And again, that wasn't a matter of not wanting to do the work. I knew that I had a ton of work to do in order to build it. I just wanted a map. And finding that mentor was probably the hardest part of the whole process. And that is saying something because building it was not a small undertaking by any stretch. But there are you know, a thousand people out there who will happily teach you to create a course. There are courses about how to build a course. There are, you know, individuals who you can hire to consult to you on how to do that, all that sort of stuff. And waiting through my options took a while. And once I found the person that felt like the right fit for me, though, I went for it. I dove into that maze head first. I put a deadline on my calendar And I promised myself that I would make it through the maze by that deadline, even if I did not cut the smoothest, cleanest path. And I did not (laughs) cut the smoothest, cleanest path. The learning curve was super steep. It was really challenging. I was working as hard as I have worked since I was at the beginning of my photography career when I was, you know, trying to learn all this stuff about being a photographer while I was working full time and I was a mom at that point to a toddler and an infant. And in this case, just like then, I was doing it without any promise of success. I had no idea whether anyone was going to be interested in this simple sales blueprint. The program that I ended up choosing was also pretty expensive. So (laughs) I kind of, I went for it and I set the bar pretty high and I put a lot of trust, not only in that program, but also in myself that I was going to follow through, that I was going to do the work, and then I was going to get it done by the date that I set for myself. And I did. I kept going. I made all those decisions. I did not get a ton of sleep for a few months while I was working on all of that. And I crossed the finish line exactly on the date that I set for myself. Was the finished product perfect? or really finished. (laughs) It was finished. It was complete. It was ready to sell, but it was definitely not perfect, but it was done, right? It was pretty good. And I, in the intervening months, have made lots of tweaks and improvements to make sure that it has only gotten better. And the only way that I got to a place where I could be tweaking and refining and perfecting was by pushing through that messy middle. If I had stayed and tried to make each one of those decisions perfect the first time, if I had tried to get each point correct the first time, I would still be working on it. And you wouldn't be listening to me because I would have no time. I would still be obsessed and doing that. And none of the people who have now gone through that program and started earning more money and doing all these things None of them would be doing that because the product wouldn't be ready for them. This comes back to the whole done is better than perfect thing that I've said over and over again and stand by 1000%. So to recap the decision-making process, first you need to identify where you are in your maze, where you are in your game. Where are you now and where are you going? 
So what's the endpoint at this particular level that you need to get to? Second, once you're really clear on that next big goal, you need to truly commit to getting there, no matter how many decisions you have to make to find your way. And if it's feasible, and it's not always feasible, but if it's a more um, concrete goal, if you can time limit it, in that whole SMART goals thing, if you can put a date certain by which you will have that goal accomplished, I say go for it because I think that a ticking clock is some really good accountability. Third, once you have figured out what your goal is and committed to achieving that goal, you're diving into the maze. Once you're there at each turn, you are going to make your decisions as quickly as you reasonably can informed by just enough information, not too much. (laughs) You can seek advice, but be careful about the advice that you listen to and ultimately be sure that you turn inward and listen to that voice that knows your business better than anyone else when you're making the final choice. I hope you guys have a great week. Well, that's it for this week's episode of This Can't Be That Hard. I'll be back same time, same place next week. In the meantime, you can find more information about this episode, along with all the relevant links, notes, and downloads at thiscan'tbethathard.com slash learn. If you like the podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Even better, share the love by leaving a review in iTunes. And as always, thanks so much for joining me. I hope you have a fantastic week.